Welcome back to MBS Fitness Radio, where we share stories of health and fitness success and valuable information to help our listeners along their health and fitness journey. In this episode, Chris Hoppy and I discuss some of the education that we've gained from Peter Tia, specifically around the framework of lifespan and health span, how they different or how they differ, and how to set good quality goals for yourself in the last decade of your life. We also discussed the five levers that you can adjust to make an impact on health span and lifespan. Those levers are exercise, nutrition, sleep slash recovery, mental health slash mindset, and then finally pharmaceuticals. We dive a little bit deeper into some our individual strategies and then some applications for each of those. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Get ready for a no BS approach to health and fitness. This is MBS Fitness Radio. All right. What's up, Hoppy? How are you doing today? Very well, sir. Thank you for having me today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. So today, like I said, we're going to talk a little bit about um, some of the information that each of us have kind of gained uh, from Peter Atia and some of his uh, um, podcasts and his um, his educational material that he puts out. Uh, he's kind of on the forefront when it comes to, I guess, messaging about health span, lifespan, having to live well, how to manipulate things to optimize our bodies. <clears throat> and I put out um, uh, several months of, of, of social media posts, just kind of sharing my uh, takes on that. And so that's what we wanted to dive in today, uh, dive into today was kind of digging a little bit deeper into like that framework that he has already put out. I love it. I think it's going to be good. And, and I love this. I don't know. I love this concept. I think the idea of health and fitness can be viewed from the outside as very simple. It's very it's like, oh, we're just going to lift some weights. We're going to just do some, you know, I'm just going to do, do more cardio or run or whatever the buzzword is. But in the last two kind of newsletters, you've really kind of broken down some interesting pieces of uh, what the difference between a health span and a lifespan might be. And more importantly, and I'll read this, this snippet here. This is from October. So lifespan is easy to understand. It's how long you live. Health span is how well you live, which makes a bit more arbitrary, especially when we're talking about the last day, decade of life, which is rarely, if ever, is considered during our regular decision making for the present. So it kind of puts in a line in there, which I, I want to dive into first, which is health, health span is how well you live. So when you talk about how well you live, what are some things you think about? Yeah, I think... What we've kind of done as a, as a society is kind of gone like, well, like as you get older, things just kind of fall apart. And yes, that's true. Like there's going to be a decline in physical performance. We see declines in physical performance. We see sometimes declines in, in mental acuity as well. But what we what we say is like there's going to be a decline. But the question is like, where is the decline starting from and where where is it ending? And I think we, we tend to kind of write off um, our inability to engage in life with the same vigor and in the same way later in life. We, we kind of write it off as just at, uh, a byproduct of aging. And we don't really see it for what it truly is, which is a byproduct of lack of development prior to that. And so... Um, like when I think of health span and what is living well, I mean, to me, it's really exiting this world with the same capacity or the same abilities that I had when I came into it. Maybe not the same magnitude, you know? So, but if I was born with the ability to squat down and crawl and run and jump and play, and I was born with all these, I want to exit with those same abilities. Um, and I think that, that kind of, uh, you know, Piratia talks about the centenarian Olympics. And um, I think that's like a good way of kind of getting granular and creating like some some very specific goals. But here, I was going to read this. So um, I was thinking about this earlier, and this is one of my favorite um, verses. So I'll give you some like background on this. Um, so the... In the Bible, the Israelites have left Egypt. They're going to the promised land. And basically, the um, 
they send out this scouting party, kind of scout this promised land. And they come back and everyone's the vast majority of these people are saying, um, the land sucks or man, there's giants in there. We ain't fighting those folks. And two dudes are like, no, we got this. It's trust in the Lord. We can, we can do this. Anyways, then, so all the Israelites go, meh. So the Lord basically says, well, because you didn't trust me, like you're going to stay in the wilderness for another 40 years. And none of y'all are going to get to experience the promised land, only your children, except for these two dudes, Caleb and Joshua, who trusted in me and came back and said, like, we can do this. And so Joshua is one of my favorite, um, uh, one of my favorite, or sorry, Caleb's one of my favorite people in the Bible, and it's who we named our child after. So basically, this is after 40 years of them being they went in, he was 45, and they were in the wilderness for another 40 years. So now he's 85, and this is what he says. Uh, and now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive, just as he said, these 45 years since the time that the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel walked in the wilderness. And now, behold, I am this day 85 years old, and I am still as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me. My strength now is as my strength was then for war and for going and coming. So basically, he's like... His statement is at 85, I feel like I feel as good as I did when I was 40. Like I'm ready to rock and roll and kick butt. <laughs> so like to me, I'm like, that's a perfect example of what it looks like to live well. It's at 85, be like, man, I'm still got life left in me. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I love that. And it's so funny you bring that up because I was kind of working on like, man, what would what would I say is like living well? Like, what does it even mean to me? And uh, and, and then the statement I came up with was I don't want my lack of attention to my physical being to distract from my spiritual capacity as I get older, you know, so if I'm drawn or driven to something that's pulling me and my life and my family and my work, whatever that comes across in anybody's life, like I don't want my physical being or some of some variable that I can control to limit the ability for my spirit, whatever you believe in to, you know, show itself up in your life. It's, it's really a life limiting thing that we can control. And I think that's the cool part that, that you kind of touched on was those, some of those levers that we can really pull on and be like, Hey, look, like we don't know what's coming. We have no idea. We really don't. We can, we can put some ideas out there as far as what we want to do, which is, I think is what's cool. But in the bottom line, we really don't know. So it's like, you got to kind of prepare for the unknown and the unknowable. And that yeah. means a few specific things that we can narrow down. Cause that's a very broad spectrum is like, what are the things that are going to move the needle the most? And I think that's it. Cause we don't want to spend our entire life, every waking moment of every day, trying to train and do all these things, even though mentally we can turn that into a mindset, which I think is, is part of what we're going to talk about today. But I think it, from the physical capacity, you only got so much in the tank and you want to have other things to do. I don't know. I'm not going to be squatting 24, seven, 365. So right. when you think about that, we talk about these five levers, like which one of uh, kind of is top of mind for you, not necessarily any specific order, but one that you can kind of speak to a little bit about some ROI and why it's important that we invest some time in that. Yeah. So the five levers are, uh, physical exercise, nutrition, sleep. And you can maybe put also like recovery in the sleep as well. Um, uh, mental health. And then find like uh, pharmaceutical uh, medical. Pharmacology. Yeah. Pharmacology. So uh, here's the, here's the way I kind of look at this. And if you're going to kind of create like, what's the, what would be a good fitness investment strategy? But the reality yeah. is, is that you can undo poor sleep relatively quickly. How? Improve your sleep. If you're currently sleeping six hours and that's causing negative effects, you can just start getting eight hours of sleep. Now, that, I'm not saying that's an easy process for everyone, but if you can sure, go from six sure. hours to eight hours, it's a relatively instantaneous fix, right? Pharmacology is a relatively instantaneous fix. Um, nutrition is a relatively instantaneous fix. I'm not saying it's not a difficult path to learn to go from eating poorly to, to eating better, but once you go from sure. eating poorly to eating better, like the, the positive impacts are there. Yeah. But physical sense. exercise takes so much more time to, to gain the benefits. Now, here's the thing is like, there's a ceiling on everything. Like once you eat good, you can't That's get anything else yeah. out of it. Like once you're eating yeah. pretty good, there's not you know, you're not getting a whole lot more from, you're not getting any significant improvements from going from eating a well-balanced diet 
that's not organic to eating a well-balanced diet that is organic. There's not a whole lot of improvements there, right? Sure. Once you're getting plenty of sleep, like there's no room up to go. Once your mental health yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> is is solid, like they're, they're good. Like you don't have anywhere else up to go. And same thing with pharmacology. Once your hormones are, are good, like, okay, there's nowhere else up. But so physical exercise is an infinite ceiling for every input in there's a positive ROI out, but it's also the one thing that takes so much time to develop. So if we're kind of saying like, Hey, what's, what are some good metrics and a good metric for sleep is eight hours. We can literally fix that tonight. But if a good metric for exercise is like a double byweight deadlift, well, for a lot of people, that's not an overnight fix. So the one thing you absolutely cannot afford to screw up is physical exercise. It is your biggest bang for your buck. It is the thing that has the 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 the, the highest potential ceiling and benefit, but it's also the thing that takes it's also the thing that that requires time of investment. So like we can if you're 75, we can get you eating better. Literally right then. Yep. And and you're gonna relatively see the same benefits eating better at 75 as you did if you started at 30. However, yeah. you can never make up that time in exercise. If you don't start exercising until you're 75, there's just there's just an there's just a a level you're never going to be able to get to. So as far as like seeing all these things and weighing these five levers, I really think it's like if you're gonna put a balance scale, it's like physical exercise everything else and it's still imbalanced yeah no, i can agree I, I can see that I, I can agree with that and i think i think the if we're looking at that kind of scale and we put all the you know the four other levers and then exercise and fitness over here obviously like moving the needle and roi on the fitness is is just as you described right there um the other thing i think about too about the other four is kind of the low grade stress they elicit over time like, I think it's, it's one of those kind of silent killers where you're like, okay, you only sleep like five, six hours a night. It's not that big of a deal, but to your point, if you can fix it, you can fix it relatively quickly. That's going to improve greatly over time with very little input, very big output over a long right. period of time. So it's, it's, in, it's worth the investment on the little things that move those needles on the small stuff. But if you have one thing to focus on in, you know, based on that and science and time, the fitness aspect because it's going to take so long and just it, and it, it goes away you yeah. know like you stop it's not like it stays you know yeah. you stay with sleep and you stay with nutrition it's relatively malleable you're gonna be like okay it's gonna hover it's gonna ebb and flow like everything does but it's gonna generally stay stagnant fitness on the other hand it declines it goes down not only can you make a more but you can make a move up but you can also move down if you right. don't take action yeah. that's that's a significant difference in those other categories you know so i think that's huge like if you're going to start with the first one like i know in uh in PRT, he describes exercise as having four pillars stability strength aerobic efficiency and anaerobic performance would you would you weight one like would you specify one over the other or, and and i think another follow-up question i'll have to that just to get you thinking is um does when you adopt this style, like, like, let's say you're like, okay, I'm going to move these five levers. Fitness is where I'm going to go. And you're an older athlete versus a younger athlete. Does it matter where you start on that tier strength, stability, which we'll dive into in a second. But like, what do you think? Yeah. What? Yeah. And I also think like, you think of, um, sleep, nutrition, pharmacology, mental uh, mindset. Those are support mechanisms for this. So like, if you're getting five yeah, hours of sleep, you're, you're probably not going to have the energy necessary to train the amount that's going to be required out of you. Like your nutrition's poor. Like you're not going to be fueling yourself in the appropriate way that's, that's going to allow you to do the training that's going to be necessary. That's another exactly. way you can kind of think of it. Um, man, yeah, and, I, think, and I, I like that. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, you're you good. just pointed something out. I think it's really important um, is that by not by investing in the fitness aspect of it, it's going to naturally bring along the others. And I think that's a unique thing that the others don't possess is yep. if you 
put down fitness first. Well, to your point, you're, you're going to perform way better if you're sleeping better, if you're eating better, if your hormones are in balance, your performance is going to be directly impacted by that. You know, so it's like this one lever brings all the others along versus if I work on my sleep, that doesn't improve my fitness. It improves my overall health, which is an absolute goal, yep. but it doesn't bring anything else along with it. You know, that, so I think, I think they, that's important it, to think it about. It exposes, it exposes, yeah. these other ones that you're not doing, <laughs> you know, exactly. It, it, those exactly, don't necessarily exactly. expose this, like you not getting s- sleep doesn't expose your, your physical fitness yeah. um, weaknesses, but you exercise is going to expose the fact that you've been getting poor sleep. <clears throat> correct. Correct. Um, and I think, I mean, I, um, as far as of which area of exercise to focus on, like they're all necessary. Yeah. Like you, 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 like you can't be like, man, I just, I hate cardio. I love, love, love weight training. It's like, well, your cardiovascular system, which is literally keeping blood through your body so that you don't die. If you don't maintain that, guess what happens? Like it's going to hit a failure point and you're going to die. In fact, that's the most yeah. likely cause of your death currently. Heart, uh, cardiovascular disease is the most likely way that you're going to die <laughs> currently in America. Yes. This is one day your heart's going to go. And it's going to yeah. stop beating and you're going to pass away. So, but I think the, just like anything else, it's, 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 it's a measurement. We would want to say, where is your weakest point here? Mm, and, and like, what would like, what would you say? So, so I guess you're, you're saying it would be like an overall idea of like looking at these four pillars kind of in quadrants and saying like, okay, like I have stability, I have my strength, I have my aerobic efficiency and I have my anaerobic performance. You know, I have these out there. It's basically, we want to attack the one because it's going to take a long time. We yep. want to attack all of them and the holistic approach. However, the, if we had to put importance on one, it would be the one of the four, which we are lacking the most. And that's, you know, the simplest, most straightforward approach, like, we're going to attack all four. However, if I have an opportunity to invest more time, it's going to be in this one because I'm severely lacking and I need to get that up. Does that make sense? Exactly. So, and we can, we can, we can do this by kind of analyzing um, some performance metrics or kind of just analyzing some, um, um, some physical activity that, that you may be doing. So we can sit there and, and like test strength. We can test aerobic, we can test stability, so on and so forth. Or we could ask like, for example, someone what was, um, like in their seventies, eighties, like, okay, well, what kind of activities do you, do you, are you, do you struggle with? Like if you get off the ground, how, how many points of contact do you need to get up or how, sh- how efficiently can you get up off the ground? Or do you have any concerns that if you fell on the ground, you would be able to get back up or, um, you know, can you, can you lift your, and like Peter Tia will, will have, uh, he's got like his centenary Olympics. So this is kind of where we can kind of structure your goals later in life and see like, well, if this is where you want to be and this is where you are now, like, what do we need to, to get there? So I say like, how, okay, how old are your grandkids right now? And how old are they being in 10 years? Like, do you want to be able to pick them up? Or like, you think you'll have, would you like to be alive when you have great grandkids? And the answer is yes. Like, would you like to be able to pick them up? Okay. Well, about how old would they be? They'd be five years old. How much does the average five-year-old weigh 50 pounds? Well, you need to be able to pick up 50 pounds. Can you currently pick up 50 pounds? Uh, yeah, but it's a, it's a struggle. And, um, and I don't know if I, and, and, and I can, and, and in 15 years, if we can assume you're going to have like a 5% decline, then you won't be able to pick up a five to 10% decline. You won't be able to pick up 50 pounds. So that's an area we need to focus on. Can you, yeah, and it gives you, could you walk a mile? You know, or could you watch three miles? Could you go, could you, uh, like, if, if travel, something is important to you, is like, could you spend all day in Paris going on a tour? Could you, could you walk for four hours straight in Paris going on a tour without needing support? So, like, a walker, a cane, a, a wheelchair or a brake? Well, the answer is like, that's what yeah. you want to do. Can you do that now? Is it a struggle? Well, we've got a gap we've got to address here. And, and this, this brings up something for me that I'm interested to get your take on. And, and I think, and I, I don't know that the language that I'm using here is, is appropriate to describe what it is, but I think you'll get the, the general idea and we can discuss from there. But the difference between working out and training, 
Yeah. Um, I think, I think working out and I say that for people listening, like working out, I mean, working up a sweat, getting your heart rate up, just stuff that there's no skill building involved. Really. It's anybody you could walk up to somebody and have them do said workout, whatever that is relatively simply just what, what you would consider, Hey, just move your body, you know, just move versus training, which is like what you were talking about, you know, needs a starting point and a goal and then incremental ways to achieve that and knowing how you're going to get there. And I think that's the biggest difference that I see with stuff like this from Peter Atia and from the general movement that we see in, in overall health and fitness is now I will say this disclaimer, like if walking right now is all you got in the tank and you're not doing anything, walk, don't stop walking, do your thing. If there's whatever that is, however, like we can't stop there. Like there needs to be a measurement that we're moving forward so that we're seeing those things. And this is like one of the first times, kind of like when CrossFit originally defined fitness, they put a metric to it. Like we're increasing your work capacity in a shorter amount of time. Like you can do more in less time. That's amazing. That's what we're shooting for in all things. And Peter Tia kind of did that with the Centurion Olympics of like, hey, you want to go to travel when you're older. That's amazing. Right. However, if you can't utilize it, how do we map that backward? We spend all this time working on retirement and finances and all these things to have us set up so we're ready to go and have our kids set up so we can do all these wonderful things. We get there and we can't do anything because we're physically broken and mentally just incapacitated. You know, And for the first time, this is kind of like, a, hey, you should probably look at your health and fitness just as importantly, if not more, than your long-term investments financially. And taking that approach you can work backwards similarly. Does yeah, that make 100%. sense as far as the working out versus training? A hundred percent. Yeah, I, I kind of I call it exercise versus training. And so mm. the, the difference is this: is That's that good call. training is planned and purposeful. Oh, sorry, sorry. Planned, purposeful, and progressive. In other words, mm, I, I have like a specific goal I am trying to work towards. So I have a point B. I have a point A. I have a purposeful plan to get from point A to point B that's going to show my progress along the way. And so, um, I mean, I, I've made the statement it is made to be a little bit, you know, aggressive. But it's, I say exercise is completely pointless. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, and, and, and I know I say, like, if, if we're on this path and training's here and, and you're right here, which is currently doing nothing, then any point the next point, if that's exercise, just doing something, just movement in the right direction. But, but the standard, the goal is not exercise. And so if like, you're yeah. like, I'm exercising, I would be like, well, you're wasting your time. Or I, I exercise every day. How long have you been doing that? 10 years. Oh, cool. You're wait, you wasted 10 years of your life just exercising because the reality is, is what's your exercise? If you're saying my exercise, I exercise every day. You go, well, I go into, I walk, I go for a 30 minute walk every single day. I think, that's great. But the issue is that you need strength and you need coordination. You need skill and you need a lot of other capacities if you want to live a, uh, a life outside of the norm when you hit these older years. And you haven't been developing what's necessary to be able to live that life. So even though you've been walking every day, you will suffer the same consequences as someone who's never exercised in the realm of strength. If you love strength training, you think cardiovascular, you just think cardio is completely stupid. It's like you're going to suffer the same consequences, maybe not exactly, but your cardiovascular system is going to suffer the consequences of having not done any cardio, which is the same consequences of someone who's never exercised. So, in your, go ahead. We're just saying, so like, ultimately, when I say yeah. like exercise is pointless, the point is like, it's not moving you forward in that direction. And unfortunately, we've had enough time occur over that we can't get that time back. So I think that's the, the um, stress I place behind the message is like, you don't get this time back. Like if you're not doing it now, you must start doing it now and, yeah. and start implementing training. Because if you're just going through the motions and kind of checking the box and saying, I'm exercising a hundred percent way better than just than not doing anything. And it's, you're going to see sure. positive benefits, but you're probably going to be let down when, when it ultimately your body starts breaking down and you're not able to do things that you thought you'd be able to do. Cause like I was exercising like, well, you yeah. were, but you weren't training. 
And I, I think the thing that, that, that it comes back to to me is like understanding the, the definition, like having the goal, like a lot of people don't connect that and work toward that. You know, you don't start with like, Hey, what's your goal? You know, like for me, I ebb and flow between exercising and training. And, and I, but I know that, and it's intentional. I like some of my recreation is exercising. I yep. love to go sweat and move with people. It's how I communicate, I connect, and it's a lot of fun, but I also have training time. And, and for me, they're separate. Sometimes they're intermixed and things like that. So it's like exercising is fine. But if you, I think the problem comes in, if you think exercise is enough to get you where you want to go. And as Pierre, as you said earlier on in the, um, the article here, let me read again, because it's really kind of kind of struck home was, um, let's see, health span is how well you live, which makes it a bit more arbitrary, especially when taking talking about the last decade of life, which rarely, if ever, is considered during our regular decision making for the present. We very rarely take the future into consideration. We're just like, oh, I want to, you know, move. I need to lose some weight. Like, here's what I want to do. This is the best choice. Like, I'm just going to exercise because they said it was cool. Without thinking forward of what you want to get out of your exercise long term, to your point, exactly, you have wasted a lot of time exercising when you were thinking you were training. And I yeah. think that's the biggest thing that breaks my heart is when somebody's been exercising for years and then they get a diagnosis that something is just just like that they could have solved yep. something that they could have done and then then they throw exercise out well i exercised forever and it didn't work the exercise wasn't the problem you, yep. you know you weren't training you didn't set a goal you didn't have any guidance like there wasn't any metrics to measure how you get there you know yep. so that becomes that issue which is yeah I don't know, and like you know, i think so you can think of it kind of like this is like, um, you've got activity, exercise, training, right? When you're training appropriately, you're going to build a foundation that allows you to, to participate in activity and exercise almost limitless. So meaning like if you're going and walking every day, that's great. If someone who's been training appropriately, Walking is going to be something they're always going to be able to have. But if you've been walking every day and then we decided we're going to go rock climbing, you are not going to have that capacity because you haven't been training for it. So like, I think people confuse like activity, like, like I garden. I'm like, great. If gardening or like I, I, I clean my house or I mow the lawn. I was like, that's activity. Like you understand, like you're as a human being, like, we were made to participate in activity all day long. Like, you know, like, yeah. uh, we weren't made to sit in chairs and, and watch screens all day. We were made to do activity all day long. So like your standard of like, if activity is in any way, shape or form, like difficult for you, that should be a, a quick indication. You're going to like, you're making that your check, you're, you're checking the box for exercise. Like, well, I got my heart rate up. It's like, if you got your heart rate up and it fatigues you mowing the lawn, then we need to have a discussion, right? And then some people yeah, to the and, and, take it to the next level and say, well, I'm exercising. I'm actually going and doing purpose, purposeful um, uh, activity. So like activity is like stuff that's well within your, your zone of comfort and ability. I would say exercise pushes you outside of your zone of comfort and ability. And then training is purposeful exercise, right? And so that's kind of how you can kind of distinguish it. So if you're doing purposeful exercise, then all activity is within your, your abilities. So like when we went to, um, when we went to the mountains or, uh, uh, on our, on our vacation, a couple of weeks ago, it was like, we went and hiked three to five hours, like every single day. And like, yeah, the reason we were able to do that, like I don't, I don't hike on a daily basis, but because I train on a daily basis, hiking was well within the abilities and wasn't even exercise. It was just activity. It was easy activity you know, that was well within our abilities and never pushed us outside of that. Um, and so that's one way you can kind of think of like the different things, uh, activities that you're doing is activity isn't pushing you. Exercise is, but it's not, does it's not really structured. And then training is the ultimate goal to get to because it allows you to do everything underneath it. And the other thing I think that people like, and we've talked about this and before is that like when you, when you kind of come to the realization that there's, 
like the average age of retirement, 67, 68, the average age of death is like 78. So you're really preparing for like 11 years of freedom. Yeah. And, be, and because that is the norm, most of the education, the suggestions, the advice you're going to get is based off like this normal life. So from a, from a financial standpoint, from a, um, a priority standpoint, from a, um, a structuring your life standpoint, like that, that's typically the advice that, that, that people are getting and they understand and all that kind of stuff. But like what we're realizing now is like, this is the first time in history there's going to be people who are born from the time they were born to the time that they die, they will have had an understanding of like optimizing their health. They have been putting the, they would have had the opportunity and the education to put appropriate food into their body beyond just what was available. They would have the opportunity to train literally and develop their entire lives. They'll have the, the benefits of medical knowledge. This is like the first time in history. We didn't have this in the 50s and the 60s. It's only here recently come around. And so what you're seeing is the average age of death, like kind of chipping backwards. You're saying like the lifespan decreasing. And that's because we have the worst food and the worst activity ever in existence. So you're seeing the byproduct of what happens when we don't take care of our bodies. Like we die earlier, right? But then the flip side of that. As we can sit here and we're watching like these CrossFit games and you're seeing 70 year olds do pistols, 70 year olds climb, do legless rope climbs, 70 year olds do handstand pushups. And so like we have a 70 year old who's more fit than the average teenager, 50 year difference here. <laughs> yeah. And so like, Very like true. I don't think people can quite understand that like you're going to see 100 year olds who you're going to think are 50. And you're probably going to see 120-year-olds. And I also understand this. You see 70 now. What happens in 30 years from a medical advancement standpoint? True. Very true. So I want you to think back to 1990 and what life yeah. was like then until mm -hmm. today. That's 30 yeah. years. So what happens to this person 30 years from now? We're 40 almost. Yeah. So you think what happens 60 years from now, double that when we're 100. So like, I, like I call it like, we, we, we tend to talk about like wage gaps and income gaps. And it's like the gap that really concerns me or like kind of is interesting to me is like, as like the lifespan gap and the health span gap. Cause I think you're going to see gap, people, yeah. people dying at, at 60 from cardiovascular disease, diabetes, cancer, all this kind of stuff all tied into to to uh, li uh, lifestyle lifestyle and you're gonna yeah. see a hundred year you're gonna see people that go from 100 to 120 who are more fit more active than the average 50 year old so you're, like you're gonna see this like double like this this craziness like imagine a 60 year old who's more healthy than a 30 year old and we're gonna start seeing more and more and more and more and more in that and so just like i like to paint that picture for people and just be like it, it, it makes me like really push back against like almost all the advice I get from people who are older than me that don't share my same values. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I mean, I, and people get, I get like financial advice or whatever. And I'll be like, that's a, Hey, I understand where you're coming from, but like, you're probably going to die at 80. Yeah. Yeah. I got a little more time. I, my, my I, runway I'm, I'm going to have an extra 20 years probably more, or maybe 40 more, more than likely. And you're 80 yeah. is you're like, you're at 80, you're 75 to 80. You're going to be in medical care. So just extend your life from 75 to 80. Yeah. And so like, if someone's giving me advice where I'm not going to like kind of generally see that that's where their life is going. I'm like, eh, I don't know if that's good advice. <clears throat> I know you're older than me. It's supposed to be wiser than me, but like, it's, as far as I can tell, our lives are a completely different trajectory. So I'm not going to take that advice. And so I like, when you're talking about the financial aspects of things or like how you kind of perceive yeah. things or make decisions in life, like that's one, I like to paint that picture to people and kind of like, like once you start hitting 40, 50, like there's, 
and you start seeing that gap in health and fitness in people, it starts to get real, real, real. You can start Very seeing the, 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 this like completely different path going on. So something but to consider. Uh, it, yeah, no, it, it's, it's funny. I was reading this, this quote the other day and it kind of reminded me of this, but it, it said, you know, your, you know, first 30 years of your life are to make your habits and the last 30 years of your life, your habits make you. And, um, it's very true. Now this was taken a long time ago. So the health span, yeah. lifespan was six, 60 years, but yeah. extrapolate that to wherever you're at, you know, and it's like, we have this time to build these habits and really that's the investment is investing in that time. And again, something you keyed on that I really liked, it's kind of been the undertone of everything we've hit. It's like you said, you know, my values are different than these guys that have, that are older than me that have all this experience, but our values are at a different level. Like, uh, it's going to be different. Not that you're wrong, but our value system is different. And I know what mine is. It's not the status quo. It's not the normal one. It's not what people say it should be. It's I've taken the time to really dial in my values and my target. And I want to be aware because all those things are what it's going to take to put together that training plan, which inevitably is your life. That's, yeah. That is your work. That is the work. And then you, know, you work on that, which is super cool. But again, the values and like tying that into what you do, it's like all and what, what a lot of people would say is, you know, the cliche, hell, fitness is a lifestyle. You know, it is. It's yeah. cliche for a reason because it is your, your life is based around it. It is not a thing you do. It is you. Yeah, you know, just because you are, are your health and fitness. You are your habits. Yeah, it's not like a external. It's kind of like, oh, I need to get in nature. We are nature. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> there's no separation here. This dualism is, is a little is a little rough to handle sometimes. But it's like when you realize you're all one and we're moving forward, it's it's a little simpler to swallow and, and easier to understand that this is not a thing that I have to do. It's the thing I want to do, and here's why. You can make the case for it, which I think is super cool. Yeah, I was I would say like it's also the thing like you were designed to do like. Yeah. Like when people are like, oh, I hate the taste of water. I'm like, it's to me, that's like being like, ah, just oxygen is not that good. Yeah. Just like it doesn't smell fresh. You know, it's just not, I don't like it. <laughs> like you should like, okay. It, it, like in the order of like importance, oxygen, water are like vital requirements to life. You can think if yeah. there, if there's this disconnect between like this thing I must have to live and um and how i feel about it like, like this disconnect right like, i i have a i lack the desire or i have actually a distaste for this thing that's a requirement for me to live then that yeah. should that should be an indication of how off base we are and like exercise is required to live so if you have a distaste for it that should be an indication of how off base you are from like the standard of your design yeah and, and understanding that you don't have to like it yeah. This is not about, it's not about feelings, you know, they exist and they're real, but like, this has nothing, like, I don't always feel like training. I don't always feel like making the right nutritional choice. I don't always feel like those things, but because I've taken the time to understand the importance and the, the, how it level, levels up in my life, I know they're the decisions I need to make, you know, and yeah. some days I love training and I love exercising and I love activity. Other days I want to sit on the couch and <laughs> eat a pizza and, you know, then that's it. And, you know, cry myself to sleep about how I'm getting three hours of sleep. Some days I want that and some days I do that. But for the most part, you know, it's not about, it's not necessarily about the feelings. Like there's never going to be that time where like, I feel like it's right. It's like, you may have that, but if you're waiting for that, get off your ass. Like, yeah go find it, yeah. seek it. Like you take some action on it. Like it's not, it's not going to come smack you in the face. I mean, now and then it will, but for the most part, we got to, we got to seek out what we want, you know? Yeah. Well, you're just exchanging like present day satisfaction for long-term um, yeah. improvements. And that's like, ultimately right now, what would make me happy would to not do this, but mm -hmm. I know ultimately that will not I know ultimately down the road, that would be something that would, I don't want. So I'm going to make a yeah. personal sacrifice today for the better gain in the future. Yeah. I was, I was, it's funny you say, I was reading something yesterday. It was about first order, second order, third order. And it's like looking at it, like, all right, first order is I am thirsty. So I want a soda. And it's like, cool. Like, boom, right in front of me. That's easy. But then if you look at it, you got to look at the second and third order. The second order is like, all right, I'm, I'm thirsty. I want a soda. 
what is this? What's the second level there? Ooh, but there's a lot of calories in that soda, which the third order means, ooh, that's probably going to make my sugar crash, which is going to make me want to nap. I'm going to work out less and I'm going to be higher on calories, you know, so it benefits my health and fitness. Like if you have those ideas of your values and who you are, and then it allows you to think through day-to-day situations to make it towards like, oh, I got to know all this stuff and I got to always be on. It's like, no, you just got to be aware of what you're doing and know why you're doing it. And it's like, okay, I'm thirsty. I want a soda. Take a second. What's the implications of that soda? Oop, that doesn't align with this. I'm going to go with water. I don't necessarily want water. I don't necessarily like crave water. Sometimes I do. But, yeah. you know, if you're craving a soda, think about it. And then it'll help you make a decision based on something rather than making it good and bad. Because when you yeah. make it good and bad, then you're it, it just becomes this really negative thing. And then you hate doing it. It's like, no, it's like I'm making a decision because I'm honoring myself. This is me. I want to do this. I'm valuing this. It's it's I'm putting I'm investing in this. It's a yeah. good thing. You know, and it's it's I think that changes the narrative a bit from that. I got to work out. Well, I think oh. that kind of goes into that. We were talking about like kind of the mental health uh, piece and how that impacts impacts like fitness is like. Um, it's like, I, 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 my goal is that you would love yourself enough to take care of your body so that you can, um, experience this life in this world, the way you were meant to, and then impact the world and others the way you were meant to, you know? And that's yeah. kind of what I told, like kind of that disconnect. It's like, man, like, and you take, like, it's like an easy example that I see all the time. It's like a parent who's like totally exhausted all the time. Cause you're like running around and you got kids. And I get that. That's hard. Like, I don't know how in the world anyone parents without exercising because I know my energy levels and I can compare and contrast my energy levels against like someone who doesn't exercise. And my energy levels are crazy high and these kids still exhaust me, but, but I'm like, but I can, I can handle it. And then when I see someone who doesn't have that, they get broken every day because their their pitcher's small and they're having to pour it completely down. They got nothing left at the end of, end, end of the day. They ultimately um, it, it ultimately has like second, third order impacts that they, they don't want. Like they they don't yeah. want to snap on their kids or they don't want to just like on the couch and pull it, pull it on TV and just like not interact with them. But um, but they can't get out of those first order decisions to kind of kind of to see out there. And then it's, uh, and then they've got this, this negative mindset about themselves, you know, this negative mindset about exercise. It's like, if we can help correct all that stuff and kind of help you understand, like, no, 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 no. Like you'd love your kids, you love yourself. This is a powerful why to start engaging in these activities so that you can be the best version of yourself in all of these. It's not going to be easy, but it's worth, it's worth doing. But I, I totally agree. And I, and I think that's such a great example of, of the parent and, and pouring out the pitcher and, and, you know, running out of energy and then the negative piece coming in. And it's it's that idea that, that I always go back to for me, which just kind of resonates, is that idea when you're on the airplane and the oxygen masks pop down. The first thing they tell you to do is put your mask on, then your child's mask. Because if you're dead, you can't help anybody. And it's right. the same concept. We just take that off the airplane, you know, but we don't do that. And it's like, to your point, like you put your oxygen mask on first because you know you're going to have to really help for the rest of the day with these kids. you got a lot going on. And it's like, I got I to gotta have my full O's on. I got to be on fire, ready to go. You know, and I think that's where a lot of we, a lot of what we run into is the like kind of the fad stuff because there's got to be a quick fix for this. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have time to fit this in. And it boils down to stuff that we talk about on a whole nother podcast with a whole bunch of things as far as time, budgeting, financial, things like that, which we don't need to dig into the barriers of getting into fitness. But even still, that idea that there's going to be a quick fix is, is just not real. It's not part of who you are. So it's never going to stick. It's never going to be part of it. It's like, why can't I stick with my fitness routine? Because you're just trying to exercise. Like you're, there's no intention behind it. Yeah. So you can't see the follow through. There's no goals. It's not fun. It's not part of who you are. It's not part of your life. It's not you. You're not a bad person. You just, because you don't like working out, your approach just may be a little off and you're creating a lot of friction that we can, the other fitness professionals can help you walk through. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is, if you're not already like like we are in the fitness realm so we seek and are introduced to a lot of these core concepts so we find out about peter tia and we connect and we're like that this is brilliant like obviously this is a amazing yeah. structure to think through right 
But, um, but so many other people, if you're not in this realm, like you would never ever go find Peter Tia. Oh yeah. You're not going to stumble on it. (laughs) Yeah. So the only, the only like information you're going to hear is going to be commercial fitness stuff. It's it's going to be some type of quick fix because they, that's what's the easiest thing to market and to make a profit off of. Like, we, <laughs> yeah. I know Thank if I like, if I like, Hey, exercises for the rest of your life or Hey, commit to this for the next 30 days, like 30 days, I'll go for the 30 day one. Right. And so uh, yeah. I, I think that's like one of the struggles that people face is it's not like they're, I don't think they're necessarily resistant to like a solution sometimes, but it's just the messaging they hear so often is not the right solution. And it's so contrary to some, the actual solution when, 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 when they hear it, you know? Yeah. I'm like, what's the solution? I'm like, we got to start exercising. Yeah. Or we got to start training. (laughs) Yeah. We got to start looking at how we look at our life differently. Yeah. You know, we got, we got to say, and I think that's the problem is, is we have when, when, even when we're in pain, when we're in all the things that we're doing, and I, I say pain as like, man, I don't like the way I look, how yeah. I feel, can't perform all those things. You know, we still want to sit in that pain because it's certain. I know that pain. Yeah. I don't know the exercise, change who I am, eat better pain. And all we see to your point is this veil that we put up between the two of like mainstream society of what exercise and fitness is. And then we always see is this like Instagram version of it, of like, you got to be up at 4 a.m. You got to eat nothing but egg whites and broccoli and like, you know, all these things and like, this is what it is. And it's like, boom. And then you try to fit that into your already insane lifestyle and you're like, no way I'm going for the 30 day fix in the pill, you know, like, which I would too, yeah. you know, but I think, I think that that's where like one of the things that in one of the articles that you were writing the last couple months was about knowledgeable, you yeah. tagged on knowledgeable, walking through finding a knowledgeable professional to help you bridge the gap between those two. Cause those are really far bases to jump to, you yeah. know? So I think, I think that's critical in this well, journey yeah. is, is understanding that. And our, when our jobs are kind of like, meet in the middle and so like a, a super easy like method for doing this is we kind of go like what's what's the goal so let's just say you have a goal um i want to lose 30 pounds i want to want to and i want to be able to run a 5k cool like where are you currently well so your weight's plus 30 pounds can you run a mile no okay so we got a big kind of gap here well what would it take to do this i might say well okay uh or should we, someone might say like I, I want to do this in 30 days. All right. Well, this is what it would take to do that in 30 days. And it's, it's, it's a big bite to, to chew off. Like, ah, that's, that's not doable. Right. But what we can do is then start dropping the goal in half until it becomes a manageable 30 day um, option. So all right, 15 pounds and be able to run a mile and a half. What would that look like in 30 days? Uh, that's still, I, you know, okay, we got to train three days a week. We'd have to follow macros. Uh, that's a little bit much. Okay, let's keep going to it down. We get to like, can we lose five pounds in a month? And can we run a, um, our first mile just without walking? What would that look like? Well, that's, you know, two or three times a week, doing a mile, doing like a couch to 5K program where we walk the first mile and then we walk, run and so on and so forth. And we're just going to make a few dietary changes. That's a bite-sized goal that can be accomplished in 30 days, right? Yep. And so there's what there's a knowledgeable professional comes in and says like, okay, where what is a reasonable goal to hit in these 30 days? Ah, now I can do that. But the thing is, it's like now when that next 30 days happens, you've already got these habits established. And now we can actually push it a little bit. Okay, well now... I can think I can add in a strength training day because I've already been doing these three day, uh, three three running days, and I feel pretty good about that. I've allowed my schedule to adjust, and I've already kind of adjusted my 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 nutrition this way. I add one more thing in, and that's how we get to this point of you know establishing habits, having goals, making progress towards them. And that's there are people who put out that message. But like I said, sometimes the Instagram message is one of two things. It's the, it's the, 
do these 20 things, wake up at 4 a.m. <laughs> you know, and I'm guilty. Of, well, I, as fitness professionals, we're guilty yeah. of it because like well, sure. I had 35 years or 36 years to how old I'm at, 37 years to put all yeah. this stuff in. Or you yeah. get like the kissy face butt thing with like a 30 day wrap fix, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it, it, it's so great. It's the, the overnight success, you know, kind of like the same deal. Like you don't see the 30 years somebody put into an overnight success. Like, yeah, you post a lot of things about a lot of the practices that you do, a lot of which on here in, in very extreme and wide ranges, but you've also been training for two decades plus yeah. you've got some practice. And I think that's the, uh, for me, that's a huge takeaway is that a lot of people don't realize that, that it's like, you got to build into this. Like it's yeah. not going to be, you, you, you want to train like Rocky day one, cause you're super motivated, you know, but the, a, a fitness professional will help you understand that one of the biggest metrics, if not the metric and correct me if I'm wrong, when we're starting is consistency, it's, it doesn't, I don't care what you're doing particularly in the training sphere versus training versus exercise. But if we're training, I don't care like really what the metric is per se in that first 30 days. It's more of, can we hit the same thing 30 days in a row and get consistent at that? Then to your point, we built a decent foundation. Now we can start bumping up and start really building off that foundation, you know? So it's like missing the fact that, oh man, I didn't lose 30 pounds, but you were in here and you trained Every single time that we had something set up for 30 days and you had never done that before, that is the foundation that you started two decades ago, you know, that we're starting yeah. or our clients and athletes are starting now, which is, it's so hard to wrap your head around because you see everybody around you, but it's really blinders on, you know, looking at your why and then having everybody around you to support you on that journey, which is, which is the fun part. Yeah. 100%. And you can almost look at it like, like you can, you can climb a mountain, right? There's a set number of steps it's going to take to get up that mountain. If you try to run up the mountain fast, probably going to get tired, burn out, start losing oxygen, and you're going to have to come back down that mountain and start over. (laughs) So it's better to just say, like, how many times do you want to go up and down this mountain before you get to the top? You know, (laughs) for some of you guys, it's been 20 years. Why don't we just focus on taking one very small step at a time, letting ourselves adjust, not getting out too far in front of ourselves. And then if we do that consistently, we're going to be at the top of that mountain. And ultimately that's a faster path than going back up and down the mountain 10 times. 100%. And to your point on top of that, like if you take the time to learn what it takes to get up the mountain, you know, inevitably at least, in my experience, when I get to the top of the mountain, I realize that what's on the top of the mountain is more mountains. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't stop. You know, it's right. like, Ooh, I reached my, my, my back squat goal. Peace. I'm out. No, it's like, okay, cool. That's just one step. I'm at the top of that mountain, deep breath, high five, like look at what worked. And then I go back to climbing the next mountain in the same regard. Success leaves clues. And then I can start chopping again at the next thing. You know, it's not like we're, we're done, you know, yeah. there's no done, you know, which I think that that point brings up. I, I love that. That's really good. I like the mountain thing. Yeah. I think that's also something that can be, um, confusing to people is like, cause like they will look at someone who's been training for two or three decades and like what we're, I mean, we're implementing habits or goals or whatever, like things in, in our lives that, that, um, people will be attracted to, but you're like, uh, like I'm not, this is not of primary importance for you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like we're doing sauna or a cold tub or breathing techniques or all kinds of, you know, yeah. stuff like that or foot, foot stuff, sure. you know, it's like, yeah, you can add that in, but like, you have to understand, like if, if you're not, if you're not, if you haven't been consistently training three days a week, at least like, like this is not the, this is not the bank for the buck that, 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 that adding yeah. in that third day of training is going to have, yeah. you know, if you're like having to balance yeah. between yeah. like, well, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to get my sauna sessions is and do my cold tub and do my breathing techniques and do my footwork. I'm like, well, how many days a week are you training? You're like, well, I train two. I'm like, like, no, no like <laughs> that stuff is teeny tiny. The impact the ROI is like crazy small. The only reason, yeah. the only reason that becomes a habit, what we try to establish is because somewhat optimization psychopaths and we're trying to get that little last bit, but you already got the 99%. So now I'm just trying to get the, you know, the 1% from 99 to hundred, like you've got to yeah, set those the- foundations of, to where that is even, it makes a difference. 
Yeah, you, you can't play on the fringes and really in those different things unless you've established like the center. You know, then I can move to the outside and really kind of play with those things. But inevitably, still in my own practices, like as I start to focus on some of those, I'll feel some of that center stuff dive kind of go away. And it's like, nope, got to pull it back in. It's like still, you know, to your point, two decades in, I still do that consistently. It's like I love to play out there and do different things. But the core of my training is still based around those five levers of like, these things got to be unlocked. And if I deviate from one of those, I'm going to feel it, you know, which it kind of proves the, proves the, 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 the case here is that, you know, no matter what your level is, like these five are pretty solid to, to bank on if you got time. And then after that, if you're kind of sick or kind of, you know, you know, kind of sick in a, you know, perverse, I like doing hard things and dumb shit I find on the internet kind of way, <laughs> then you can play on the fringes, but, but the expectation is not that that's going to move the needle. And that's kind of like what we talked about last year was killing the lies of, of that piece. And it's just not the truth. And then, you know, this year diving a little bit deeper and kind of getting a little more specific and kind of really building that foundation of what is our why is yeah. pretty solid. You know, I, I love that. Very cool. Well, we got about uh, five more minutes. What What's something we haven't hit on or that we could talk a little bit more in depth let's about. see here so we started out health span lifespan uh we got pharmacology we haven't really dove in on it all a little bit when you talk about uh -huh. pharmacology you talk about some things that may be able to move the needle in that field the one of the the things that the lines that i put there that is so beautiful is can you make good progress when your hormones aren't optimal absolutely is it easier when they are yes yeah. explain yeah so i think there can be a little bit of a chicken and the egg when it comes to this kind of stuff. And so a body that is, that is taken care of typically functions properly. And so sometimes we tend to, 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 we tend to not make excuses, but justify a lot of stuff because, well, I'm just, my body's just broken. This is just the way it is. Right. And um, I think pharmacology one, I am not a doctor. And so like, Really, you need to find a doctor who focuses on health optimization, which is going to be a little bit on the fringes of like the traditional healthcare system. But I would say is like sometimes people will go and get blood work done, and they'll, they'll they're looking for issues. And if you look for issues, guess what? You're going to find issues you're going to find that your body is somewhat off baseline somewhere. Sure. So I always suggest to people, I'm like, establish these habits first, start exercising three days or start training three days, three days a week consistently get a, a healthy nutrition plan that's that optimizes you stay on consistently start getting quality sleep from a mindset standpoint, like make sure you're actually managing your stress well and have a, have a plan on how to do that. And, and then after six months of doing that consistently, go get your blood work done and see if something's off or could be improved. And if that's the case, you've already got the foundational stuff set. You've already got your fire going you're just going to pour a little gasoline onto that joker. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, ooh, oh, oh, gosh. Like, so I've seen it happen many times in the past where someone, like, man, David, I'm coming in here. I'm, I'm eating right. I'm sleeping good. I'm doing all this stuff. And like, my body is not changing. And I'm like, okay, well, let's go get some blood work done. Yep. Turns out your testosterone was off a bit. And then as soon as they go to the testosterone, it's like, bam, 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 bam. It's just like, oh, crazy. That was the missing piece, right? Yeah, but if we if we don't have those things established, and then we go and get the hormones taken care of, we're pouring gasoline on a fire that's not lit, and nothing yeah. happens, nothing changes. It's gonna get yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's a great one. Yeah, and I think you can think about it from like there's a hormonal aspect of it. There's also an aspect of. Um, Example being, if, if you are, if if you if you've lived a relatively unhealthy life and you've gotten yourself to the point where you now you have type two diabetes or even maybe uncontrolled type two diabetes, like things like metformin can be a powerful pharmaceutical option that um, 
that helps mitigate the negative consequences of your poor lifestyle choices that can help you from having more negative health impacts as you travel down the road of addressing this stuff. But, and, and I, people listening to this podcast probably understand this, but like the average or, or many Americans do not think of that, 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 that way they go, Oh, yeah. I got diabetes. You give me metformin. Oh, I got bad sleep. You give me Ambien. Oh, I got this issue. You give me this. And you just keep fixing my issues that I am causing within myself um, with pharmaceutical <laughs> drugs. And it ultimately is just trying to like patch a, a, a ship that's sinking. You know, it's trying to patch the Titanic as, <laughs> as yeah. it's going down. It's like... Yeah. You know, like there's always so work. much these drugs can do. Like ultimately, if you're living in a way that's gonna kill you, it's gonna kill you. But um, so I, I would and say, I would like, say, f- go ahead and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm gonna lump this in because I think anybody listening is gonna be it takes some form of what we call supplements yeah. um, that supplements are in lumped in with pharmacology. Yes. Meaning yeah. like, it's like great. Like if, if you're eating, you know, a pizza and this and that during the day, a, I'm sorry, but a whey protein shake after you work out is a waste of money. Like you it just, it's not going to do anything. Same thing with like a fat burner or anything like yeah. that. Like there may be some validity to supplements and there are great supplements out there, but they are just that in the term is supplement. They're supplementing an already good established health and fitness, nutritionally based routine. And, and that's exactly what you're saying regarding even this kind of higher level of pharmacology is Bingo. like, if your lifestyle is not in point and you don't have the these things lined up, you are flushing your money down the toilet or putting something in your body that could have an adverse effect that you don't need because you're just not addressing the problem, which is your habits, you know, and it's, it sucks. None of us want to hear that we have bad habits, but we all do. And that that's really what we're fighting. And that's why it's so important to do it together is because this is so, it can be so overwhelming and it's so all encompassing, but we all have crappy habits. We're all trying to get better. And that's the one thing that we have in common is that we're not all great at it yet, which is why we're still here and we're yeah. going to still work on it with each other, you know, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. 100%. That's where we go and kind of talk about like, there's, there's not a ceiling on a lot of this stuff. It's like, it's, it's, kind no. of, it's just once, as you keep moving up, there's another mountain to keep climbing. <laughs> so let's go. Yeah. We're just, yeah. We're, we want we've all be. been climbing mountains for different times and we're on different mountains, but we're all still climbing, climbing mountains. Um, yeah. The last thing I'd say about the pharmacology aspect is that, um, like you need to partner. So understand that like as a non-medical professional, I I, I do not have the education to like guide someone on this. I mean, I have some understandings and can give some insights, but like ultimately it's like you, you need to go work with a professional in this area. Same thing with like, with like mental health. And so like, like ultimately I think it was like, like we're talking about like that investment strategy, like each one of these boxes or like where a professional can help you. Yep. And 100%. it's important to have a professional who understands their box and then also your overall goal. Because there are going to be doctors out there who are just going to tell you, I can solve all your problems. Let's just give you this. Like ACG diets are the most, is the, the greatest example of that ever is, is, healthcare professionals literally doing things that have negative health impacts on their clients because they're stepping outside of their scope and trying to use pharmaceuticals and marketing techniques to sell people something that's ultimately bad for them. There are trainers out there that will sit there and try to guide you in your mental health or, um, or give you pharmaceutical, uh, advice, advice. Yeah. And like, ultimately, like you, you, what you have to do is you have to create a team around yourself of people who are all engaging with each other and kind of understand like, Hey, this is the ultimate optimization plan. Here's where my role fits and we're working together. And then you're in charge of your team, but just be careful about like, be careful about finding one person who's got the solutions to all five of those levers because that, that doesn't exist. (laughs) 
That's, that's what I was just going to say. And, I, and I'll say this for anybody listening who has never been to therapy or done therapy. There's no shame in going to physical therapy. So we see this huge shame in our society about going to therapy for any of your other issues. Like if anything, that, that's the one that needs the more attention. And I go to therapy. I've been going to therapy for a long time. It saved my life. It's something that I encourage everybody to do. But to your point, David, with a professional, and it's just like picking a personal trainer shop do some shopping, ask questions, know what you're looking for. You know, like don't just go for the right thing and go for the person that's got the one-stop shop. Take the time, invest in yourself, especially with the mental health piece. I think it's well worth it. 100%. Love it, Hoppy. Thanks for coming on the podcast, brother. Always good, man. Talk to you soon. Hey, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, My key takeaway from that one was just the importance of exercise in comparison to the other four levers. Uh, how they really just support that component and how important it is to start it early, how it requires more of a time commitment than the other four. Finally, the importance of doing it correctly, training, not just exercising, not just doing activity. That was my key takeaway. If you've been inspired by this episode and you're thinking to yourself, you know what, I need some help. I'll just encourage you to reach out to us and set up a no sweat intro. No sweat intro is a real simple discussion where we get to know you, learn about your goals, learn about some of your obstacles and create a personalized game plan to help you overcome those obstacles so that you can reach your health and fitness goals. You can do this by just going to our website, mbsfitness.net and clicking the button that says free no sweat intro. I would love to talk to you. See you guys next time. Thank you for listening to NBS Fitness Radio. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, follow us on social media, and check out our website at www.nbsfitness.net. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more NBS Fitness Radio.